Hello and welcome everyone to the second episode of the Chicken Nut Podcast. Our guest today is Maitri Das, who along with Amalendu Koshik had started Dakor Bosan, which is an online project that seeks to engage with folk, culture, history and literature of Assam. Maitri is also a freelance theatre artist and an actor. She has been associated with several theatre groups in Guwahati and Hyderabad. In this episode, we discussed about the positive impact that social media can have on art, culture, politics, literature, and see how such new mediums can be crucial in building a more conscious society for the future. Hi, Maitri. Good to have you here. Thank you. So, Maitri, tell us something about your background in theatre and how you're associated with theatre professionally and what led to you ultimately, you know, starting Dakar Bosan. Right. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. Um, and with regards to theatre, I've been a part of, like I've been acting on stage since I was 12 years old. And I have been, I am actually also a trained dancer. I've been dancing on stage since I was three years old. So performing on stage is not something new to me. I've been doing that since it feels like forever. And um, right now, after completing my studies, I have decided to take it like up professionally. And um, I have been a part of several several theater groups and theater productions, both in Assam and in Hyderabad. And I have acted in both in English and um, the Assamese language. It like right now, currently I am working on a solo production. Um, it is, I received a grant from the Kolkata Center of Creativity. And that is what I'm going to be, uh, that I'm going to be uh, performing it in Kolkata, I think next week or so. So yeah, that is my background in theater. And and the second part of the question was how that How did you, yeah, how did you start with Dakar Bosan? Because it's a very interesting concept. And I think yeah. it is one of the first times that we had something uh, like this in Assam. So, what is the story behind Dakar Bosan? Yeah, it's, it, it is actually a very interesting story. So, um, Dakar Bosan was, as you guys know already, that it was founded by me and Amalendu, who is an animator. And um, 2018 is when I met Amalendu, and uh, we were both in kind of a very create in kind of a creative rut. Of sorts, we were both under like we just needed a platform where we could just let out our creative frustrations, and it was Amal uh, who actually proposed the idea of collaborating on something. And tar- like since then, a lot of uh, what happened was we started discussions about what what we can work on, and we tried to find common interests. But the Eureka moment per se came when we. Um, finalized on the name of uh, Dakar Boson, like of our uh, collaboration. So Dakar Boson is, for those who don't know, um, Dakar Boson is actually a set of wise men saying that the Assamese community refers to um, in like, in, yeah, it, it is a part of uh, the folk culture and heritage of Assam. And and when I research, when I when I research on Dakar Bosons and like the sayings, I discovered that there was a very interesting backstory to it. Um, that it the, the Dakar Bosons are actually prescribed to this one old wise man 
that in Assam we call as the duck brook, and uh, it means uh, his name means duck is to call out an Assamese. So he when he was born apparently he uh, called out to his mother, and hence his name became duck brook. So and we found such an interesting character had already existed in our folk culture and um, heritage. So why not make use of it? So that's that's actually how Dakobasan started. The next step was, of course, to give him a face and to uh, decide on how to go about it. But yeah, but that's how it started. Yes. That's a very um, interesting and amazing story. I mean, to, you know, to correlate his mythological or historical characters, or you could say a cultural character and then to develop it with through social media that appeals to the yeah. youth is in itself very interesting. Yeah. So you also have a very interesting character other than Duck Puruk, right? The yeah. umbrella that the Duck Puruk carries. So tell us a yeah. little bit more about that. Yeah. So um, once we uh, once we developed Duck Puruk, um, Duck Puruk became very popular, very famous, and people like loved interacting with him because he would always have something witty or clever to say. We would really like talking to Duck Puruk. But then um, we also felt, I also felt the need for another character uh, who is not so serious. Because Dakburuk is an older man. People usually like treat him with a bit of respect and approach him with a bit of caution. So I wanted a character that if, you know, people could talk with uh, like it's their friend or something like that. So uh, that's how the other character was born. His uh, name is Pito. And... Um, and we also realized that when we wanted to find another character, we realized that there was already a umbrella that Dark Puruk used to carry around. And we were like, why does this character have to be a human character? It can be a non-human entity as well. And we decided to give life to that um, umbrella and call him Pito. And Pito is here. Yeah, Pito right now is actually more famous and popular amongst the crowd than Dark Puruk, to be honest. Yeah, he's quite popular, yeah. I mean... Again, I mean, the, just to think of making the umbrella character is, is again very interesting. But tell us something, you know, we understand that you have this page or you have this website that uses animation to put out stories and issues, right? But what is the motivation? What is the idea behind, if I say Dakar person, what is it that motivated you to start this? Yeah, um, so uh, Dakar person deals with two uh, major themes per se. One is the folk culture and heritage of Assam. And one is also, it makes a lot of commentaries on the sociopolitical, uh, of sociopolitical nature. So these are the two things that uh, is a consistent theme in the works of Dakar Boston. So what really motivated us is, um, we, we felt the need to re-engage with, um, re with our folk culture and heritage in a new way, in a way that was also appealing to global sense of aesthetics and global standards, that it would also appeal to a global crowd and not just limit, be limited to Assam alone. Because Assam is so diverse, right? And it has a lot of, it's very rich in folk culture and history and traditions and stories. We just wanted a platform to put them out and that is, I think, one of the prime motivations as well um, to do the things that we are doing, to re-engage. And yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's it, yeah. 
so that is interesting because you talk of art you talk of culture politics and you talk of how socio cultural elements and all you know try if you, if you see they try to converge so do you think that you know through this medium you have been able to converge this different spheres or do you think that you have been able to somehow bring in some elements and put together a medium that appeals to the youth yeah i mean um <laughs> i have to say this that we uh, we kind of live in very difficult political circumstances and that is something that we cannot avoid at all so so um so what are the ways that we can you know make informed choices or like be informed of what is happening around us so i felt ki um art and these the satirical comments that we make prove to be a very uh, important tool to address such issues because uh let's face it we have to we cannot run away from these issues these are a part and parcel of our life so we have to engage with them but it is like how do the younger generation um engage with these things how do we talk about these things i think that is very important and i think we have kind of been um successful in um talking about these things in a very you know we use a lot of humor we use a lot of satire and that has been able to connect with the audience yes so i mean to draw upon what you said and to push this question forward i'll just you know when i went through your work i also came across a lot of uh, you know things that you initiated which dealt with for example the folk culture for example you had an online bihu now this is something that i had not never heard of so what do you have to say how how did that idea come across and you know what was the end result that you and your team got through that process yeah um with regards to the online bihu the virtual bihu that we did um that happened during the pandemic like once the pandemic started like everybody there was full lockdown and um and bihu was across around the corner and i was like this is just sad like <laughs> bihu is such an important essential part of assamese culture that we needed to find out ways in which we could like um celebrate or have some a sense of a celebration during such a difficult time um have an a sense of community of bonding and that's how and because our platform is mostly online we decided to go ahead and just call it a uh, virtual bihu and we did receive a bit of um criticism initially with regards to the virtual bihu uh, but i think we were more successful because people from across the world they said that they had tuned in to watch the bihu and they felt some kind of connection with their home like people who were stranded in different places who couldn't come home because of the pandemic they felt some kind of connection like i also met people randomly on the streets they would just come up to me and they were like oh you are from takar boson bihu we watched it we really liked it so that had also happened and that was really nice uh, that is a very um that we are being able to do this through an online platform as well yeah you know i i really find it amazing how so many positive stories have come out during the pandemic you know in in our last episode as well when we talked to abhidesh we had one similar story he narrated one where he told us about how he you know during the pandemic actually did something very positive so even with your story so it is just amazing how you know human beings tend to find positive things even in such a negative environment you know 
but again i think coming back one of the other most fascinating thing that i found and you know correlating this with my previous question was again your use of your platform to revive culture and you know to revive the stories that were narrated by our generations much you know ahead of us right the the generations you know two three generations before us is is something that i found with regards to what you had done with the horror story so tell us something with regards mm. to that as well yeah um so uh, again just to give a background of what the horror stories the concept was um what we did what we did was we made a list of of uh, local legends of like local horror legends and spirits and then we got together around 10 um illustrators and then we made them choose one of these like one ghost or spirit for illustrator and asked them for a a contemporary um, reimagining of these characters that's what we did so that was the concept of the akhomia horror series that dakor bosan did um most of my research was from um benudhar rajkwas book asmis demonology and um but there's a thing that is such a that is such an important book and we haven't heard it like it was very difficult to come by it and um and we don't hear about it more often like it's not available or not a very popular book and um in addition to that it was also very difficult while also researching uh, researching it was also very difficult to find visual references so that was also a very challenging thing for the artist like uh, when you talk about say porwa bhut like how do you imagine a porwa bhut how do you imagine a zokhini and how do you also imagine them in a contemporary scenarios so these were the challenges that were faced by the artists in the akhomia um, horror uh, series but but i think they did a fantastic job of it and uh, and that kind of like their imagining uh, kind of started uh, a sort of trend amongst like younger artists of assam and they started drawing coming up with their own interpretations of um, these ghosts and even now if you go to our page and if you go to the tagged section of takor bosan you can see like a lot of horror um, uh, reinterpretations of these ghosts and uh, yeah spirits so i think um, yeah homia horror was uh, was a important step that dakar bosan took i think and we were quite um, successful in kind of reviving this heritage this horror um, heritage and now we see a lot of people engaging with ghosts and like the spirits we see a lot of films being made so that was yeah that was nice to uh, see as well yeah i mean i completely understand your point you know and just by hearing to what you said i i believe that this entire horror series has such a huge impact that in fact for i think even for you who started it might not have actually realized how huge or how big an impact it might have because the stories of right. you know this horror stories can be correlated to our childhood right these are these are not just ghosts but also stories that have been narrated to us when we are young but at the same time yeah. stories that yeah. maybe have been lost through the corridors of time so i think this entire mechanism will actually play a very significant role to revive those characters as well yeah 
Yeah, and also I think what was also very important during the horror series was people started commenting their own personal stories that they had heard as children, and they claimed to have experienced certain horror things as well. So they started commenting on the post, and there would be like really interesting interactions between uh, the other followers and all. So that was very nice to see that sense of like um, the sense of. shared experiences like people from different parts of the parts of the state them coming together and like you know connecting through shared experiences also is also another interesting thing is like uh, for example if we take one spirit the interpretations of one spirit in certain parts of assam is very different from it in different parts of assam so that was also a very interesting things they were like oh in our side in lower assam this is how we actually tell the stories of these ghosts so that shared you know that shared uh, connection of a shared history that was very that was very interesting and very overwhelming to look at as well how people reacted to this series yes yeah. yeah i mean assam has always i think been associated because of mayang with the stuff black magic or horror yeah. so i think that also that it's very significant from that angle but also i think your your last point with regards to different versions of the story i think most people then do not know that even within assam there is so much diversity not with regards to just the language but also how you narrate stories how you i mean even the utensils you used to eat food right it's just so different once you move from yeah. upper assam to lower assam and from different direction yeah exactly like district wise it keeps on changing yes. right like the language keep, keeps changing like stories keep changing So yeah, that was that was very that was a very interesting discovery that we made through yeah. um, the horror series. Yes. Yeah. So you know, again, the the work that you have done in a way, you know, highlights the community, the society, the culture, the heritage, and things like this. And you know, even when we were discussing before, and even during this conversation, you pointed out how people from outside Assam are actually people who follow your page or your work a lot, right? So. meaning that the asmis diaspora which has been scattered throughout the world follows you more than maybe the people who are there in assam so you know when i correlate this and when i correlate this to your work do you think that the kind of work you are doing can be said to be a uh, you know a sense of has a sense of activism in it so do you think this is a kind of cultural or artistic activism that you are you are doing um um yeah this is always a difficult question to answer um but we are i i guess you can you can call it a sense of act, you can say that there is a sense of activism in it because we are committed to the cause and we are like uh, we have been we are very focused about what we believe in and what we are trying to do through dr bosom which is like revival of cultural heritage and things like that um so uh i guess there is a sense of activism as you say um in it like how do we also like th- that's also another point that i had mentioned earlier as well how do we like re engage with um these stories right like uh, uh how do we accept it like we see like the younger generation they are like going away from our culture how do we bring them back or rather how do we keep them um interested in these stories how do we like how do we make them realize that assam is as rich as many of these other uh, cultures so i guess yes <laughs> would you call it an activism 
I I certainly would. Yes, I and you know, drawing from the fact that your platform also provides, uh, or provided rather, it of course continues to provide, but also provided voice to a lot of youths during you know the political turmoil that happened. Yes, and also let's say the Bihu is also another example where you could say that for the pandemic there was a cultural turmoil. So I think because it has helped or allowed people to. integrate and unite during such scenarios so i think yes i i would personally call it an activity yeah yeah and the political uh, thing is yeah like we often tend to forget the socio political history um of our place and uh, we are trying to like keep that like we are trying to keep uh, uh, that in conversation yeah. like we are trying to keep people engaged with these things so that that is definitely that and we are committed to that as well yes So you know, drawing from what I understand, and through through our conversations before as well, I understand that the entire process, almost although in on the face of it, it might look very simple, but there is a lot of research that goes into it. There is a lot of animation and work related to that that goes into it. So, I mean, so definitely this is a very tiresome job. So you know, and I I often want to ask this question that you know, what is it that you get at the end of it? What is the takeaway for you? You know, when you do such a work. um yeah it is actually a very lengthy procedure but um but both of us i think we 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 call taka person as our passion project and we are very um very serious about it even though like we have other work on the side um but what keeps us motivated is i think another reason why we started taka person is we when we were studying outside assam when we were uh, yeah when we were outside of some we did not have such you know platforms through which we could be connected to our uh, identity or say like culture or heritage so i think that is also one of the reasons why and how dakar boston came to being and uh, came to be what it is today but um other than that i think um yeah i, I think i think that is it like uh, that is i think the major reason and also like this the uh, the response of the people so this started as a personal project right this started as a personal project and we were sure that we never thought that it would receive the love and the overwhelming love that it uh, has received till date we never thought about it but also that love and people sharing us on that has actually been very satisfying and even though we don't get like we don't make money out of it as much uh we've just started calendars selling calendars but we did not make any monetary profit out of it but still like just that sense of satisfaction to be able to to be able to make something that connects with so many people is i think enough to keep us going could you share some of you know the experiences that you had because i remember you talking about the about bordesilla and you know instances like that where you because of you you felt that there was a lot of uh, you know connections that were formed as a result of your you know activity yeah 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 ah uh, with regards to bordosilla bordosilla is um bordosilla was our first so we recently made an animated video out of the story of uh, the story of bordosilla um uh it was yeah it was an animated video set to the poem by hansandra borwa it was narrated by kesi but our first post itself was an illustration on the same 
like a series of an uh, illustrated comic on the poem based on the poem so i was very i was very stubborn that our first post be that of podersila because of how much i love the concept and the story behind this wild wind of assam and also because how much i missed it when i was not in um uh, in assam for the five years that i was not here so that so that is how we decided to go ahead with making bodersila as a first post and also to capture its essence uh, in a way that bodersila is a much weighted phenomenon because it heralds the start of bihu and everything but it also brings so much um destruction and um things as well so to capture that uh that um as well was a challenge but and because we were i think kind of successful in doing it it connected to a lot of people and a lot of people like wrote back to us and like it is such an emotional thing as well like a culturally emotional thing the people really connected to it and they messaged us and they talked about us uh they talked to us regarding this so yeah that is like one of the personal stories uh uh initiatives rather that uh, through which we were able to connect with a lot of people i guess yeah so you know you you talked about the idea that you know this is a passion project where possibly you are not earning as much as you know any other profession would have probably given you but then this is a passion project right but let's say for the budding artist who would mm-hmm. want to do something similar on your line mm-hmm. do you think that there is a space for projects like this to be commercialized yeah uh there are ample uh, examples available um in india in india i, I think alicia de souza is one excellent example about of how um she created a successful business venture out of her art alone to merchandise and things like that and closer home there is um nest by arpit agarwal who he has been successful in bringing like art and design um and creating a very successful business venture out of it so i think it is uh it is a i mean it is an option but it is not with, without challenges like of course like every other thing it is not without challenges but yeah it has become like thanks to social media which allows us to connect with our audiences directly we have i think we can do this and make it a successful venture out of it so you know from from drawing from those lines so and given that you have done some very unique and you know interesting work so far so what is the plan what are some of the plans that you have for the future um yeah uh, so when yeah i have to say this when the okamia horror series was uh, got over we put up a picture of like all the boots together like 10 of them 10 of the spirits together and we put up a post with that image and a lot of people uh, commented saying we wanted the okamia horror avengers version of it so we were like that is actually a good idea and um, and maybe somewhere down the line we might who knows we might be able to work on an okamia horror avengers version but yeah but uh, making short films and uh, publishing books is certainly on the yeah on the line but right now i think we are also going to make more merchandise um we started like i had already mentioned we started with calendars and we will be introducing more merchandise 
um if you are interested please visit dr wasan's page um, so yeah that i think that is what we have in mind i, I mean i can i can assure you we'll put the dr wasan website in in the bio but you know it but it's very interesting <laughs> i i i cannot wait to see the you know the asmis version version of avengers so yeah yeah i avengers, i hope to yeah. you know see that become reality very soon but you know the you know while we move into the final segment of this conversation i would want to dive deep into what you are doing and how this is possibly a medium that can send a message across to the audience or you know to the people at large because and i I'll, this will be a little long little bit of a long question you know given to give you the context you know if you look into assam you see that even though we have a different identity you know we have our own language we have our own culture the younger generation in spite of the fact that they study the subject or study the language till a particular medium in the in the in the schools are not very well versed you could say or sometimes they are not really passionate about the language right so in that in that system or in that ecosystem i think dakorbosan plays a very significant role as has been discussed by us but you know what do you think that it is that the current and the upcoming generation can do to contribute to this cause so that you know at the same time we have to understand that for the younger generation or the next generation to you know actually read more books or to you know talk or discuss asmis literature it has to be more attractive to them so what do you think is it that can be done for you know upliftment or for development of this area um yeah um uh, yeah that's a very important question i feel um and like you had mentioned that uh, dakar boson has been like I, i wouldn't say i i don't know how significant the role it, it has been able to play but to some extent it has been uh, able to revive certain elements of the culture like akme horror series the stories that i have really uh, uh, talked about regarding the akhmi horror series is a case in point um and i think this reimagining of uh, of the culture this way of reengaging with the culture in a way that is appealing to the younger generation is also a very important um is also a very important thing like it's also a very important uh, thing to keep in mind like i remember when i was a child uh, i used to read a lot of books even as a child i used to read a lot of books and i used to uh, uh, read a lot of different english asmis books but then when it came to asmis books i did not really have that many of an option to select from because like children you know want like more colorful books and all of those things uh, because you are already exposed to such like colorful bright uh, aesthetics visual aesthetics when it came to other languages and when you don't have it in like your own mother tongue that is kind of a big uh, issue at hand so i think you know rebranding and making it packaging it in a way that is also appealing to the younger generation is also a very important thing that we should keep in mind like um uh, how because the younger generation especially is exposed to global aesthetics global visual aesthetics global when also like sound and design and everything so i think we have to think in uh, global standards we can't be like oh like this is a sam and we'll just 
we have to think in uh, in global standards uh, and terms yeah and i think that is the first step um that that is one of the not the first step but one of the major steps that we have to consider taking if we are to keep them engaged and interested in i think globalization of smis literature is what you point to yeah yeah yes but i think yes i think there is a wonderful yes. note to finish the conversation i had great fun talking to you i hope you know dakar person does wonders and yeah. you guys continue doing the wonderful work that you are doing you know and motivate more and upcoming generation to read smis literature and culture more thank you much thank you so much thank you for having me here and it was wonderful talking to you guys as well wish you all the best in your fantastic endeavor um yeah all the best thank to you. the chicken neck podcast and the team behind it